Hello, welcome to the podcast on air with Rafael. This is Rafael Chen. Hello, hi everyone.、Um, welcome to on air with Rafael.、Um, today we have David Title from Bravo Media. Hi, Dave. Hey, how are you, Raf? <laughs> Good. How are you? Thank you for coming by.、Um, yeah, uh, uh, like I, I'm seeing on a lot of the different experiment things that you have done in the Bravo Media. And of course, myself is from the out of home domain. So when I look at the the kids com、uh, campaign that give us a kiss, it is a hit in Times Square. Like every day, I would see a lot of people gathering in front of the billboard sign. I mean, yes, not many people giving a kiss. Yet there are people giving kiss in front of sign. But a lot of time, people will be like just be happy sitting in front of the camera and inside the heart shaped scene that you provided. Yep. And、uh, So, can you、um, describe more about、uh, your company, of course, and、uh, and more on the campaign? Because again, a lot of my audience they are all in the digital out home spaces, so、um, so that's something we're probably gonna discuss a lot today. Sure. So I'm a partner at Bravo Media, and we are a creative production studio, combining some of the creative services and ideation that you would get in a more traditional、uh, creative advertising agency. But、mm-hmm. the majority of our team comes from a background of production, so we're animators and developers and engineers with a background on really making things. So we really felt there was a need in the industry across both out of home more recently, but events and retail and hospitality and experiences in general, where so much media is coming together and so many technologies are coming together that bringing the creative And and sort of philosophical people together with the actual teams that make this stuff on a daily basis lets us produce a lot of really new and interesting results for our clients. And I think the the Revlon Love Is On campaign that you were talking about in Times Square,、mm-hmm. you know, was a little while ago now, and was a sign of I think a shift that we were seeing, where you know when when I was little. Uh, and I think probably when you were little, <laughs> out of home meant billboards and and bus stop ads, and it was all about print, and it was all about placement, and that was sort of, that was you know at least as far as I understood it, that was sort of out of home. And then,、mm-hmm. with digital screens coming up, you start to be able to think more about the content and how is that content going to behave differently than printed. So、yes. you can start to schedule it and have different content at different times, and you can have, from a financial standpoint, right? You can have many different clients investing in the same inventory, and you can、mm-hmm. sell different slots for different prices, and and so that starts to happen, and then more screens start to go in, and more giant LEDs go in, and then we start to see, oh, these can be more than just signage; they can be experiences. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think the Revlon board was an early、uh, example of that, where we took advantage of both the digital technology of having a screen in Times Square, but also of using a big front-facing camera, so that people could suddenly see themselves on a billboard in Times Square, and then adding that sort of interactive element of the model walking onto the screen and pointing at the people and drawing the big lipstick. Heart around the people, and then of course 
the big benefit for Revlon was not only all the people that had engaged in Times Square, but then the number of people that took their picture up on the sign, which exactly. also had a hashtag and yes. a Revlon branding on it. And they posted those across social media. And so I- No, no, I, I totally agree. I, I, think, I think you mentioned a great point where you mentioned that where the number of people taking a picture, hashtag it, and then share on the social media and then to become a viral event and definitely shows the result where the number of percentage of people visit the website, the number of people who hashtag it, and the number of people who participated. So I'm seeing a complete circle in here where you have, you combine the traditional media, outdoor media with the new technology interactive with, I mean, simple concept and everybody know how to do it immediately and then combine and then with the social media and become a full circle of a result that is presenting to the client. And that's also, that's bringing to my question where, I mean, I see all the video that you have on the Bravo media and that's the only video that's actually showing the result, um, saying that, Hey, um, this is the amount of results showing out. This is the amount of result presenting. Um, and the reason why I bring up this question is because again, on the outdoor uh, media, it's all about the impression. It's all about the result and how to evaluate on the amount of impact it's bringing to the audience. It's becoming more and more a key factor, um, to to the media owner basically sure and like okay like why do we doing this campaign yep and and why are we doing this um activity and then and revlon event is perfectly showing this example why we need to do this but then at the same time i don't see other video that you have on having this resource shows up like um like how how do you put the metric into an interactive campaign like this and um i mean it's all the experiment or all the all the new interactive or the new um campaign as successful as this one well i think it a lot of it depends on what the client's looking for when we do the activation or we do the experience in some cases some forms of data collection are more important to them and it allows us to create a different kind of uh report on the outcome side in some cases, it's, you know, whether they're doing it more as a way to do list building or it's a way to do more of a direct campaign where they're tracking other elements that are less uh, uh, trackable by us. Uh, mm -hmm. so we're not always able to provide that data. And it's also, in a lot of these cases, it's only really in more recent times that you can bring together the tools you need to really reliably track a lot of this data. Because yes. I think one of the challenges is not just being able to produce data around these different events and activations, but to make it reliable and, and meaningful. And that's a, that's a different challenge than just saying, oh, hey, we know that 500,000 people looked at this. Um, and so yes. that's what, I mean, one of the things we're working on and, and working both internally and with partners is how we can package together more of that, uh, that data and, and insight along with the enhanced content and better experience for the end user. Exactly. Because I mean, a lot of my audience and they, 
will be really interesting on to seeing uh, the impact, like how impactful is this activity, this campaign can bring into them. Like a lot of the um, interesting that, I mean, many of my clients, they are retail client. I mean, and also other home media client. And um, so so the, the, the scene you show, for example, the Nike shoes and you do projection on and nicely poetry on, and also for the private dinner yep. where you have the, dishes on a table and make more like a exhibition and more like an art form. Yep. So, so yes, why it is looking great and it's a, it's a quiet experience, um, scenes to do, but for my retail client and how, I mean, this is more like preventing people to touch the shoes because the moment they touch the shoes, <laughs> that projection will be gone. And so uh, it, one, either people were scared to touch the shoes or two, People will touch the shoes, and all the projection need to be reset. Right. So, so, um, so, so, when, um, when bringing this kind of technology into active scenes to the end end user, um, how do you justify, um, the impact versus, um, just cool fun? Sure. Well, retail is a great example, and again, it in some cases we're not privy to the data that we'd love to be able to share with other people because it's, it's, it's proprietary to the retail partners that we're working with. But the, you know, the key factors around retail really do remain the same as they always have been, which is simple things like the longer somebody spends in a store, the more likely they are to make a purchase in that store. And the more like the better that their experience is in the store, the more likely they are to tell other people to come to the store and Mm. things like dwell time, and uh, and shared social media are trackable and and can show a real impact of those displays. So I think yes, that's, that's key. Yeah. And, and it's also a question of, you know, what the overall, sometimes it's hard to pin a metric to one single display within a store or one single piece of a campaign but you're really mm-hmm. looking at it holistically and saying, how am I creating this overall impact? And can I pull together the threads that show the final outcome of that? Exactly. I mean, uh, as a, um, I mean, you, you are a production company and you produce those media and a lot of time they are cool, they are great um, to look at and to experience. Um, but how are you going to persuade the, um, the campaign, the marketer saying, "Hey, doing this um, will bring in positive effect." And um, like I know you're saying that you can't share those data; it's proprietary to uh, to the to the to the partner that you campaign with. But can you give us reference? Like for example, um, for the dining, the private dining one, when you set this projection on, how much was the um, the the increase in turn of the um and the the people noticing on this restaurant um um or, or the how much is the revenue they order over the course of the months you know like what is the impact like yeah. how, how is the impact well in a case like that that was a sh- very short term uh, ex, uh, execution. So it would be hard to know exactly over the long term what that would result in. But we, we'll be able to tell you pretty soon because we have two long term partners now that we're doing similar experiences with and nice. building that around the idea of 
dining as more than just going out for a meal, but dining is going out for a full experience. And mm -hmm. that's going to allow them to, from the very beginning, raise their base prices and create a better margin across their daily take because they're selling an experience. They're not just selling the items on the menu. Yes. So, so becoming a long-term and uh, experiential scenes and become an additional benefit. So they are attending a restaurant, not just for the food, which is, yes, that's what they're for. And it has to be good. <laughs> it has to be good, but also as a social event, it's like going to the show or going to the uh, Broadway show or, or, or opera exactly. or, or movie, and but then having the dinner at the same time. Because, so now, become you know, we go out to dinner now and you're easily spending a hundred, two hundred dollars a person sometimes, and yeah, that's as much as a Broadway show. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. So, 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 but um, um, so it was um, it, it's crucial to be able to um, to to uh, to actually have a positive impact on the revenue, so that the scenes like this can keep going. So, how do you envision the future of this? like engagement type of experience uh, in retail or, or out, um, out, um, out of home media in, um, in what way? Because um, over the course of the year, like from, from the, your website, I can see it's from 2000, you're starting from the outdoor projection on your building, and then, then, you, and, and then you do a lot of the in irregular shape um, um, in terms of the, the, the aircraft, yep. the car projection and uh, many different uh, new technology you've been trying. So where's the trend and where do you foresee the, the next scene is going to be? Because Well, I think especially when we think about, if we think about the evolution of sort of out-of-home marketing and mm -hmm. digital experience, and I think one of the things we're going to see is these elements are going to become more integrated and, and harmoniously sort of placed within the worlds that we're occupying. So it'll be less that, oh, here's a building, here's a sign, here's a door, here's a pool. You know, I think we're going to see display and experience and, and our general activities more blended together. And so we'll be creating whole environments that will include digital signage and will include advertising in different ways but it'll also include other visual experiences and services and wayfinding and gaming. And I think it's really very open depending on what that environment is. So, you know, a, a shopping mall, as we think of it today, I think is going to become much more of a visually integrated experience. And I think it'll be different, but similar to what, you know, new public spaces start to look like and immersive attractions start to look like and nightclubs and it's going to all become much more of a blend and not these sort of independent silos here's signage here's lightning mm -hmm. here's sound it's all got to come together here's interactive um no i, I think i think you're right i think i can already see the trend right now there are two trends one it's more like a nightclub full of experience um, like the like the supermarket in uh, Las Vegas, you mm -hmm. know the, the I forgot the name. It's the one of really cool supermarket, 
um, they basically have a hidden tunnel, a lot of neon sign and everything to make it entire like um, integrate experience in there. And another way where it becomes really simplistic, you know, you don't see sign anymore. Right. You don't see the screen anymore. But they are very subtle, the experience is very subtle and better inside. It it that advertisement is not gone. It just embedded into one of the element um to become in like that and to be more and more and more. Exactly. So how, how how is this um um impact on your like future creativity in terms of the um cool factor or experience factor because now um it's either everywhere every, and just like lighting up <laughs> like skeleton yeah. was over there dancing or oh, so subtle you don't feel it but you know it's just a flip of finger and maybe a virtual um uh, a, a virtual screen will jump out um yeah and then and will become like that how how are you going to juggle this around with your team for us it's very exciting and you know since we started our work in what we kind of think of now as experiential marketing uh which is just sort of a nice name for something that i don't really know what it means but um, <laughs> you know we have had the opportunity to work with vr and ar and projection mapping and led and transparent oled screens and pepper's ghosts and holograms and there are all of these mediums that are out there that allow us to create experiences. And for us, as we move out further and further into the environment, it's the ability to not be so much concerned with a particular delivery platform, but thinking about how all of these different delivery platforms can work together to create a rich experience because the person having the experience doesn't care what the technology is. They're not looking yep. at it and saying, oh, wow, are those, are those nano LEDs? Are those, uh, is that the latest, you know, camera from Microsoft? <laughs> it's, no, it's, oh my gosh, I walked over here and this entire area turned red and started glowing. Mm -hmm. And yep. I reached over and picked up this amazing candy bar and, uh, went out and ate it and it was delicious. Exactly. So, so, so the skill set is not going to be so limited to be okay. This is um, this is a C sharp right uh, engineer only. This is what become more like okay. You need to know all the platform, and we'll you be using multiple platforms. You know, developing content in Unreal and sending it over and doing a piece of Unity development to get an app built out quickly. Wow! And you know, creating the the final experience and running it through Touch Designer. That's <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of different platforms jumping. Unreal Engine, and right? Oh, that just Unreal Engine itself is really big already. It's incredible, and so you have yeah. a lot of these wonderful, a lot of wonderful software has come along that helps support these concepts and these ideas and makes them much more viable to execute and to scale. So it's exciting to have a lot of new tools out there to play with, but. At the end of the day, the core task is always the same, which is how are you engaging that that end user? How are you engaging that person walking down the street or sitting down at the table or uh, you know going out and and having an experience? How are you really engaging them and getting value out of that engagement? But then why there are so many platforms you need to juggle through like AR, VR, and maybe maybe like Unreal Engine, all this different platform, all this new, why 
the consumer are becoming more and more visual fatigue. You know, they are becoming more like, oh, okay, I saw this projection somewhere. Oh, okay, I know this short source projection. Okay, all right, I, I see the, 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 the scenes dancing around inside closet. Okay, I see the pool jumping around um, in a pool table, all that. So the, the, the attention to span and also the turnaround of the portrait becomes shorter and shorter and shorter. So um, so that each campaign needs to become, become shorter life, shorter life. However, the more and more platform you need to learn to across and to be able to integrate into multiple experiences, how are you going to overcome this problem? Bigger team? Well, yeah, bigger team, uh, more, more people to keep working on it. But also, I think, <laughs> one, I think, especially when I talk to other folks like yourself who are sort of in the industry and, and seeing all these things every day, the truth is when we go out and we do these experiences uh, and, I, and I get to see the people watching it or, or engaging with it, for most of those people, this is still brand new kinds of things. The majority of the media that they're being bombarded with is still quite traditional. Uh, you know, if you really, you know, Times Square is is incredible, and 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 the amount of screen real estate up there is amazing. And there are definitely a couple of examples of really innovative and really wonderful design work going on. But the majority of the content, when you really stop and look at each sign individually, is still pretty traditional content. Uh, mm -hmm. not different really than what you would have seen five or 10 years ago. So it's just, it looks a lot better because the resolution's better and the colors are better <laughs> uh, and they're bigger and brighter. And, uh, and, and again, there's some amazing anamorphic content going on now and, and other really cool things, but a lot of it's still very traditional and, and, uh, there's lots of room to, uh, evolve that. And I think we want to be a part of that evolution. So... So, 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 um, I'm a little bit confused because what you're saying is, um, your consumer, uh, spectrum is much wider now. So they are people looking for really, really advanced next cutting age experience. And then you'll have a spectrum where, okay, they are still bum bum with the traditional uh, media and then you want to grow. And then they are people who behind the, 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 the media. So which one, which sector are you like focusing on? Because what the, each sectors of consumer, they are now looking for the same things, you know, um, are you going to cover the entire spectrum? Well, I don't know if anyone can cover the entire spectrum, but mm -hmm. I do think that we have different approaches when we have partners that are at different stages of this evolution. And so... Yeah. You know, we just finished a project at 1251 Sixth Avenue, which was the old Exxon building, and they did a major lobby renovation to update and modernize and be more attractive to new tenants, which of course mm -hmm. included the installation of quite a bit of large LED displays. And <laughs> they had, you know, they were going from a very traditional old school lobby that had no mm -hmm. digital signage to mm -hmm. a fairly complex 10 screen uh, display that was going to become central to this new experience. And so with a partner like that, we really built in a lot of time to work with them to understand what they needed and what they really wanted out of the experience beyond just the hardware and just the software, but visually, what is it going to be and how is it going to behave and how are you going to manage this over time? Because now you have this, 
this hungry animal that needs to be fed or it yep. will stop being useful to you. And mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we really spent a lot of time developing content and strategy around how to get the full value out of that because this was their very first time executing a really large digital display project. Whereas if we have a client who's more, who's further down that line and has done these numerous times, then it becomes more about, Hey, how can we plug in this really cool thing that we've got here into this system that you've built? That's amazing and help to enhance it or add an element to it. Um, we're not going to come in there and, and show you how it's done. You guys are doing this amazing job, but let us bring something else into it that can, can take it to another level or can expand it into another region. Got it. So you position yourself, um, your, your company in the, going to focus in on the content and the production. Well, I won't say the content, but more like uh, focusing on the experiential only. And, um, um, but then you're going to not just the next, next cutting edge experiential scene, but also on the bringing from the uh, traditional client yep. to to the next level. And that's what we, you will be focusing on. And that's also on. why we, we spend a lot of time and energy uh, forming strategic partnerships with really the, you know, the best AV integrators and the best manufacturers and the best installers, because, you know, we are not, we don't, we don't supply hardware. We don't, uh, you know, do long-term service contracts on displays. Uh, that's not what our area of that's interesting is. yeah that's, that's interesting um, we work with those are, you yeah. know work with some of the very best that that's all they do is all they focus on is you know hardware integration service and support and so we will work with them and with our our partner and our with our client to make sure that we're specifying the right hardware our engineers internally understand all of that hardware and can work with all of it but we don't want to uh, take on an area of the of the industry that isn't our clear focus. We'd rather work with really top partners so that if you need an amazing LED display, you get somebody that's going to make sure that you have the best hardware, the best installation, the best service, but then also someone that's understanding how to get the most value out of that display with content, with interactivity, with- That'll be you. That's right, with long-term content. <laughs> So I think it's a very uh, symbiotic relationship and, and, and we think it's really valuable. Yeah, no, no. I think that's, um, I mean, right now um, in Times Square, we manage many, many billboards in Times Square, uh, Tiger Party does. Yep. And, um, and that's our specialty and that's our bread and butter, which is, you know, we managing the hardware and service contract all that in Times Square. So, wow, that's, that's, I mean, it's really impressive seeing what you do and knowing that you're focusing on this like special area, um, we would definitely be able to work together on yeah. a lot of different cases now. Yeah, we we want we want the best partners in those areas because we can make the greatest content in the world, but if the panels fail, uh, it looks terrible. <laughs> then you will call us, right? Yeah. I don't, you know, I want to make sure that that whatever we're making experiences on top of that it that it's really good and that mm -hmm. and that it's going to look great and it's going to perform properly and you know, by having, by having people that really understand that as partners, we can make sure that the, at the end of the day, the client gets the best end product. And that's really what matters because then everybody looks good and then we get more business. Yep. Definitely. Sounds great. 
Well, hey, Dave, it's a great to talk to you. And it has been almost half hour. I mean, we, we talk a lot of the hard question and, um, you know, a, a like really in-depth issue or maybe the future forecast of this industry. Sure. So, well, um, do you have um, anything you want to bring and um, bring up to our audience? Do you have like any secret project coming in? Uh, let's see. Do we have anything really big coming up? Well, we're working on a couple of cool projects that are going to be going live. We just finished our very first project in the Middle East. We did an amazing wow. uh, projection mapping display for a restaurant in Kuwait, which was uh-huh. really exciting and very interesting to be in a different, whole different environment and, uh, and, and, and different type of audience. And that was very cool, but, uh, yeah, no, we're just excited. We're, we're seeing a lot of, uh, really dynamic projects going on that other people nice. are doing. And we just love seeing everyone kind of pushing the whole industry forward. Nice. That's awesome. Well, it's uh, great to talk to you and, um, I'm looking forward for our next cooperation together. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming by.